This is the Assignment Bureau, a new independent podcast about people facing challenges by doing something that's courageous or creative or both. I'm your host, Brett Oscarelli. I think my life would be very, very different if I hadn't gone to the museum that day. Getting over heartbreak takes a certain kind of patience. And sure, the old adage is that time heals all wounds. But if there were a faster way to get over something as debilitating, as distracting as heartbreak can be, maybe it's worth a try. The way this show works is that someone has a problem, we chat about it, and try to invent an assignment that might help. I'm not a therapist. I've just always liked listening to people's problems and giving encouragement. Today's story is about a young woman named Faith. She's an actress and a writer living in LA. I'm a romantic and I believe in magic and and I believe in trusting people and I believe in trying and all of that and sometimes that's going to mean that I am going to get the ever-living shit broken out of my heart. If you imagine a cartoon character like Betty Boop or Minnie Mouse, one of those old-fashioned, really feminine cartoon characters, that's a little bit how Faith looks. She has these really big, girlish eyelashes, and she laughs a lot. And when I'm around her, I find myself laughing a lot too, and saying the word totally more than I ever have. I meet her just a couple weeks after her breakup at a place called the Museum of Broken Relationships in LA. And this is a place where people can go to donate objects left over after a relationship has ended. Faith has come thinking about donating a pair of her ex's boxers that he left behind. They're pink with green palm trees or something, and they're too painful for her to look at anymore. And I've come to the museum thinking maybe I'll find a subject for this podcast about people who want to face a problem but I'm full of the usual self-doubt. Then Faith walks in. Hi. Hi. I'm from the Assignment Bureau podcast, and I'm trying to help people troubleshoot their romantic challenges in creative ways today. Great. Do you have any romantic challenges you'd like to troubleshoot? Uh, sure. I actually just went through a breakup. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you might be wondering why, if someone's just had their heart broken, why they're laughing. And Faith explains later that, as an actress, she's just really excited that the person with the microphone wants to talk to her. And then once she finds out what the subject is, she's happy because she knows she's gonna have a lot to say about it. I texted him as I was getting ready for dinner and was like, are we still on? And he's like, come over, can't wait to see you. I'm about to leave my house and he texts me and he's like, you know what, sweetheart, can you give me a call when you get a chance? And that's the worst because you're like, I'm about to get dumped. I don't want to call it. Like, no, you are going to see me tonight. You are going to see me tonight. 
you couldn't have done this in person. And I still really miss him, and it's, it's just a mess. Their relationship had moved pretty fast, as she tells it. Within just a few weeks, she'd met his family and even his grandparents. She and her boyfriend had talked about moving closer to each other in the city. But then at some point, he hurts his leg and has to get surgery. And it's around this time, as Faith describes it, that he sort of becomes incommunicado. I like barely heard from him and I ended up texting him that night. I was like, hey, like, are you alive? Because hey, I'm over here and I care about you and you're going through a really stressful thing and you're not talking to me about it. Finally, they get on the phone and apparently things have gotten too serious for him. I was like, I... If things were going the way that I normally go in relationships, my friends would barely know that you exist, you know? But you introduced me to your mom on, like, the fourth date. They hadn't been together for all that long, about five months. And you might be thinking, what's the big deal? That's just a little hiccup of the heart. Anybody can get over that. But five months can also be a while. And these things can hit you pretty hard, especially if you're young, like Faith. Or even when you're not. Anyway, she felt differently about him than anyone else she'd ever met. And they ask her if she really thinks he was the guy for her. Yeah, I, I really, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was the first person that I've ever dated that I actually could see like a future with. Um, what was that future? Oh man, um, you know, I could see spending my life with that person, growing old with that person. And it wasn't just, it didn't feel like an impermanent fling, you know? It was just so easy to be around him and, I don't know. And I'm trying to move on because like, he's not in a place where he wants me there, you know, which is, it sucks. I mentioned a lighthearted remedy for heartbreak that I'd once read online. Somebody had written, like, the key to moving on is, like, kiss one person and then kiss another person and then kiss another person. (laughs) She seems to like this idea of finding out how many people she needs to kiss to get over her broken heart. Like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? We should just start counting the number of people that I kiss until I'm over him. It turns out that she and... Sorry, I'm her friend. (laughs) I'm better in... In a sweater right now. <laughs> have been thinking about an idea for a long time involving a game of bingo. Guy. Man, like, man bingo. Man bingo. Well, we haven't made the board yet. Oh, we, it's just something that we've been toying around with. Um, but yeah, we can come up with 25 different categories. Yeah. Somebody somebody that, you're, that has your father's name. Somebody that's your father's age. <laughs> somebody that, that um, wears perfume that that smells like a woman. I don't know. (laughs) Faith and her friend are a little bit vague about how this so-called man bingo would work. But later I learned that when Faith was in college, 
the original idea she and her friends had joked about was actually called sexual bingo, and that it wasn't until today when Faith meets me in the museum that she realizes she can just focus on kissing. All of a sudden, the game seems a lot more feasible and safer. So she likes the idea, and I pull out an assignment bureau worksheet to make things official. We fill in the blanks together. Challenge, moving on. I'm trying to write quickly so it's a little bit messy. Find no, out you're how good. Many people you need assignment to kiss. Play kissing bingo until you find out how many people it takes to kiss to get over this guy. Deadline? Let's do Valentine's Day. It's a great one. Valentine's Day. And also there is a disclaimer uh, at your own risk. I don't want you kissing anybody who's dangerous or anything <laughs> like that. Just the people you Unless like and feel comfortable with. Perfect. No! Perfect. no. One of them is going to be international art theme. She takes the worksheet with her and leaves the museum with her friend. We've only spoken for maybe 25 minutes. I'm a total stranger, and I don't expect to ever hear from her again. But a couple of weeks later, I'm back at home in Sweden, and I get an update. Okay, well, I hope the audio is okay out here. I got started on my homework. I went through a couple revisions of this, but the final sheet has all these different categories. Faith has printed out a bingo card on an ordinary sheet of white paper. She's titled it Bounce Back Bingo. And she proceeds to read out all 25 squares of this homemade card. Number one, someone you've seen on TV, which hopefully will be a pretty easy thing to do in Los Angeles. Number two, someone you know but have never kissed. Number three, someone on vacation. A friend of a friend. Someone you meet on a social media site that's not meant for dating. Elliot. A magician. Someone whose name starts with F. Someone 6'4 or taller. A firefighter. Someone you admire. Someone who loves something you hate. Someone you've kissed before. A bartender at a bar you've never been to. Someone with a lip or a tongue piercing. A professional athlete. Someone who met your ex. Someone who's a great dancer. Someone who does not work in the entertainment industry. Someone with a strange hobby. Someone with a tattoo you think is stupid. A veteran. Someone who makes you laugh. A musician you've seen perform. And number 25, a teacher or a professor. So that's my bingo card that I'll be working with. Um, you know, I'm, I, I wanted to create this list to kind of um, stretch myself out of the comfort zone and it'll force me to, you know, go to places that I don't normally go and talk to people that I wouldn't normally talk to. So hopefully, hopefully, this helps cure my broken heart. At first, I'm elated that she's going ahead with this. And then I'm petrified. Because suddenly it occurs to me to wonder how guys are going to react when she goes up to them asking for a kiss. I sit my boyfriend Yatsik down. I don't know. I think if I were acquainted with her idea, 
from the beginning that would be fine you know like if i knew that this is something that is going to help her but i think without knowing that i'll be confused and maybe i would feel a little bit abused in a way you know i'm just wondering why <clears throat> why she even thinks of quantity instead of maybe focusing on quality like what if she just what if she says like what if she forgets about the number like how many it will take but like what kind what what kind of a quality kiss would it take for me to forget you know like she judges by the quality of of being with that person you know that moment instead of like okay i can think of one now and then i don't know hmm, that's a good idea well i mean i was the one who suggested looking at it in terms of quantity Um, it was so fun getting your questions. Um, my initial instinct is that yes, I, I do want to try to tell the guys about the game, preferably before um, I kiss them. I just, I don't want anybody to feel used by this or, or like, um, I don't know, I just, I just don't want anybody to get like the wrong idea. Um, I guess if something happens super organically, um, and you know, a kiss is just a kiss and not really intentionally part of the game. Maybe I'd tell them after, but we'll see how that goes. I think the quality of a kiss will certainly change the weight in terms of actually getting over my ex. In terms of the game itself, um, I'm not quite sure how I would weight a quality kiss versus a not-so-quality kiss, uh, just because I don't know how I'd mark it off on the board. But I definitely think a quality kiss is always better than a not-so-quality kiss. <laughs> and then you asked what kind of kisses I'll be doling out. Um, if it is somebody that I feel more of an attachment with, more of an attraction, it'll probably be more along the lines of a passionate kiss or a flirty kiss. Um, if I meet one of like the weirder categories on my board, you know, a kiss on the cheek would be fine, like a kiss on the hand. Next I hear from Faith. She's on a cruise far, far away in Antarctica. She sends me a picture of herself. She's squatting on the ice and there's a cartoon penguin sitting on her head. It's actually a novelty hat she's wearing. But there are also three real life penguins walking by and she observes them through her heart-shaped sunglasses. Hi, Brett. Um, it's my first day in Antarctica uh, where we've gotten to be on land and it's a bit windy out and I'm standing on an island called Half Moon Island and it is just covered with little chin strap penguins. They, um, you know, they look like normal penguins with a tuxedo, but they also have um, a little line of black feathers that go around their chin so it looks like they're wearing helmets. It's really cute. Um, and in depressing news, I learned on this trip that penguins do not, in fact, mate for life, which is super sad. Um, no, that's a total fallacy among all of the movies and whatnot that you've seen are wrong. 
uh, penguins will mate for the season, but after that, uh, some species have like an 86% divorce rate and some closer to 70 or 50. So I'm pretty sure that means that love is dead. Anyway, um, I hope you're well. I try to reassure her that even if love is seasonal, that doesn't mean it's dead. When we were in the museum, uh, you asked me something along the lines of, you know, did you think that this person was the one? And I answered that, yeah, he was the first person that I ever dated that I ever thought could possibly be the one. Um, and you asked me why and like what that what that future looked like. And I didn't really have a good answer. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about that. And I was trying to figure out why I still felt this really strong connection with him to the point where it was so devastating during the breakup. And the conclusion that I've come to is this. Um, I have to go back a little bit to a story in my childhood. Um, when I was three years old, uh, we were living in New York, in um, some of the suburbs of New York, and a family moved in behind us, and I used to play with um, their daughter pretty much every day. And uh, her father, at the time, was an actor, and he he's still actually an actor, but at the time he was playing the Beast in the Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. And um, he took my family and I to see the show into the theater and after the show he took us backstage and I got to see the costumes and the makeup rooms and all of the trap doors and the special effects and he took us on stage and standing on that stage under the lights looking out into the house <laughs> I was three years old and I thought to myself well, this is it. And I have been pursuing acting ever since. You know, I've gotten that magical feeling a few times in my life. And it has always pointed me in the right direction. I've always been able to trust that gut. That little piece of magic was always real. It always assured me. And I got that feeling with my ex. It just felt right for this inexplicable magic reason. It felt right. And I think that's one of the most devastating things. Is that somehow in this process it's it's created an amount of self-doubt and something that I've always, always been able to trust. It's wavered my faith in myself and made me stumble on something that I've always been able to depend on. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the feelings weren't Hearing this makes me suddenly feel the weight of my own age. I'm about 10 years older than Faith, and to my mind, what's the point of listening to gut feelings when 
the people around you can easily throw them back in your face. It's Christmas time and I have a cold and I croak out a response to her that the problem with instincts is that they don't come equipped with a crystal ball and you just never know how the future will pan out. And at the same time, the immature and impatient child in me is just ever so slightly disappointed that she's already a couple of weeks into this project and there's still no sign of a square being marked off her bingo board. But then I'm like, Brett, get a grip. She's in freaking Antarctica, surrounded by penguins. What do you expect? Hi, Brett. Um, It is Christmas Eve, so Merry Christmas. Um, uh, I've been on the boat for several days now and I've seen lots of different wonderful penguins and it's been awesome. And the other fun update is that I have a little bit of a cruise crush (laughs) and it's a, it's a a tad bit unfortunate because he, uh, he's a member of the staff. You know, I'm (laughs) subtly enjoying flirting with him and whatnot, but uh, also trying not to sexually harass someone at work. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of fun because it feels very like high schoolish. <laughs> I'm very um, bashful around him because you know I'm I'm trying to hold back a little bit. Um, I don't know if he likes me back or whatever. Um, <laughs> but like it's like exciting when I see him. And it's definitely a good, good distraction from my ex. A few days later, I get this update from Faith who's in the Miami airport on a layover on the way back from Antarctica. It was the last night of the cruise and um, he and myself and a couple other people from the ship went out in Ushaya. There's like two bars in the town. So we went out to one of the bars and yeah, we like kissed. (laughs) And it was nice to have like that fun, like little flirtatious moment and... Oh, and I actually didn't end up telling him about the game. It just like didn't really ever come up because kissing him had really nothing to do with the game. You know, I just wanted to kiss him. Because it's maybe a general problem that we assign value to things that perhaps shouldn't be treated as something that has a, has a value, like, you know, relationship or kiss. But regardless of what my boyfriend has to say, Faith decides that the kiss with her cruise crush counts. And she gets out a yellow highlighter. On her bingo board, she marks off the square that reads, Someone who does not work in the entertainment industry. And then she marks off her next square. Someone you know but have never kissed. And here's how that happens. Good morning, Brett. Um, it is... What is it? Oh my god. It's January 1st, uh, right, because last night was New Year's Eve. At the stroke of midnight, during a Cleopatra-themed New Year's party, Faith kisses a close girlfriend of hers, one who'd actually helped in drafting the bingo board. Totally counts. Um, (laughs) She was very, very excited to be part of my bingo game. And then she scores kiss number three, 
that same night. A bartender at a bar you've never been to. There is this cute bartender and it was very like, um, you know, like a TV show where, or like a movie where you see somebody from across the bar and you're like, I have to go talk to that person. <laughs> and um, <laughs> again, I don't know why I keep <laughs> trying to kiss people at work, but I guess, Brett, that's what I'm doing. We were just like staring at each other and my friend Allie is like, just freaking kiss him. <laughs> so, I was like, my friend Allie wants us to kiss. And he's like, oh, done, obviously. She doesn't tell the bartender about the game. Not until later when they go on a date. And I was like, kind of like bashful and shy to tell him about it. Because I guess, you know, since I'd already kissed him, I didn't want him to feel weird about it. And he was not at all weirded out about it. He thought it was really funny and a fun way to move on. And I'll be hanging out with him again, probably. I'm curious about what other people think of a game like this. I don't think I'm very kissable, to be honest. So um, I don't think I am. Um, what does that mean? I've never felt that. Like I say, I've been seeing it since I was 14. I never felt like um, I'm the type of person that a woman would just come up and kiss. No, um, I can't think of any time I've been kissed that was unexpected, no. And I wind up talking to a guy named Larry, who runs a record shop here in Stockholm. He's 61. He has a big beard. Do you to Motown music? You're from Detroit, so you're somewhere for Detroit soccer. He speaks Swedish with an American accent like me. Anyway, he sells me one of his homemade jalapeno cookies and weighs in on the bingo game. When your heart's broken, you do anything to survive. I mean, to do that, it would be like, instead of taking drugs, you're occupying your mind trying to accomplish it, so you're forgetting how miserable you feel. So I think it's great, absolutely. And do you think, like, if you were ever in that position, would you, would you think about playing a game like that? Yeah, I'd, with, uh, I'm almost excited. <laughs> would you be scared, though, to approach people and ask them to kiss you based on the certain profile that's on their bingo board? Scared shitless, but I'm scared to ask my wife to kiss me now. So. <laughs> Someone on vacation. Hi, Brett. I've been a busy little bee, and um, I marked off another one of my bingo squares, so this one makes four. Okay, so I have a really odd request for you What's that up? you can totally say no to. Um, it's kind of a long story, but I got dumped back in November, and it's fine. I'm good. But um, in order <laughs> to get over my heartbreak, mm -hmm. I made a little game of bingo for myself. Okay. And um, each square like has a different description of a person. Okay. And one of my squares is somebody with a lip or a tongue piercing, which has been surprisingly difficult to find outside of like angsty teenage boys. And I really don't want to have to kiss like a 16 year old because I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Uh, so anyway, to mark off the square, I have to kiss the person. Okay. So I was wondering if you would kiss me. You could totally say no. Get over here. Oh my gosh, I adore you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. <laughs> Thank you, you too. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god, I just like almost died going down those stairs. Um <laughs> I was I was at my class tonight 
and I went out to get some water during class and I saw that the girl working at the front desk had a double lip piercing. And so I built up the courage at the end of class to go up and approach her. Does it like how does it help when you kiss a stranger where there aren't where it's not like there are feelings involved? It's not like you have a crush on this person or anything like that. How does it help? Yeah, I think it takes a lot of, I guess, for lack of a better term, balls. So it helps you be able to move on because you're like, I can talk to that person I really want to talk to in a bar. Like, I can do this, I can do that. Like, if I can go up to this strange person and make this request and be okay with the fact that I might fall on my face, you know, the rest of this is going to be easy. Totally. Yeah, I think initially I was thinking only of kissing guys because I, I think I was just like in that preset mind frame of like, girls kiss boys. Like... <laughs> Um, even though like I've, I've dated girls, it was, it's just weird that it didn't, um, occur to me at the time. Um, and I think the thing that changed that was on New Year's when my friend was like, well, we've never kissed each other. We should kiss each other. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're a person that I know, but I've never kissed before. And it just kind of like opened up this thing in my mind. I was like, oh my gosh, this just got 50% easier. Like when you're not limiting your options. What kiss do you remember? Of course the first one, without a doubt. The first one in your life? Yeah. So that was like 45 years ago. And do you remember what it felt like? It was otherworldly. God, guess what? A magician. You asked me if kissing a magician is more magical. From when I made the board, a magician was like my favorite square. It's sort of the one that I've always been looking for. So like, you know, when I'm talking to somebody about the board, one of like the first questions that my friends and I will ask them is if they're a magician. And I was so used to asking this question and um, it was so exciting to get a yes <laughs> that I literally, I was not cool about it even a little bit. I was sitting in a booth and I literally jumped up out of the booth and I was like, oh my God, can I kiss you? And was like running towards him even before he said yes. You managed to find and kiss a magician? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) 
I told a friend of mine about the game, my friend Matt. Mm -hmm. He's a little older than me, so I think he's about 37, 38. And when I told him (laughs) that you had kissed a magician, he was like, really? (laughs) She she kissed a magician? (laughs) He was so impressed. He was like, that just seems so difficult. Exactly. Would you ever have a bingo board, do you think, to get over some kind of breakup? No. Why not? Sounds like, just sounds like so much work to try and kiss. I mean, I'd be probably falling in love after number two or something. <laughs> it would take me ten years to fill out the card. The card. You know, can you imagine these fifty-year-old guys going, "I've got to get off with a magician." I mean, they they'd never be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going up to girls in a, in a park in a, any bar going, I've got a, a, a bingo board will you kiss me <laughs> these women will <laughs> we'll tell them to fuck off someone who's a great dancer okay so I'm recording this conversation okay if, if you say no that is entirely up to you uh, I'm into it so far love it okay so currently right now I'm talking to a person who is a great dancer. He's, he's bashful right now. I dabble. I dabble in dancing. He, he dabbles. He dabbles in he's a fucking great dancer. Okay. Um so one of the squares on my uh, bingo board yeah. that is very, very important to um, me as a person okay. is uh, somebody who's a great dancer. Okay. And you appear to be a great dancer. And to mark someone off at my board, I have to kiss them. Okay. So you are more than welcome to be like, nah, fuck, I don't want to fucking kiss this person. You put me on the spot, so I can't be like the dude no, that like, do that. You, you can t- no, okay. To be fair, you can totally reject me, and it's no harm, no foul. That's fine. I'm a very welcoming person, so no, I'm cool. Okay, so you'll kiss me? Yeah. Yeah? I wonder a little bit about what's going through this guy's head. Is he thinking, I'm really lucky? Or this is really bizarre? Or mm, it's just another night on the dance floor in LA. So you have to like hear it or was it? Well, I mean, no, you don't have to make like a gross like, like a smacking countdown? sound. You gotta give like a countdown and then go. Okay, ready? All right. Uh, five, four, okay. three, okay. Two. All right. One. All right. All right, go. You got, you got the Thank little smack on you. that, Thank right? you. Yeah, there's a good little smack right. on that. <laughs> then Alan Smith with the kiss, and I'm out right Oh, there. you're amazing. Thank you so much. You. I love you. All We're right. hugging now, and it's amazing. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Brett, I love you. That was hopefully another... Um, fun experience for you. I'm not entirely sure because I'm drunk. I hope it was awesome. I love you and I will talk to you soon. Bye! Do you think that the bingo board kisses bring you closer to people or is there a danger that they can actually get in the way of intimacy developing? Oh, that's interesting. That is really interesting. You know, I hadn't thought of that. I think most of my kisses have brought me closer to that person, even just from the sheer fact of me appreciating them for wanting to um, be a part of this. 
have you ever asked someone for a kiss? I'm pretty sure in my younger years I did, and more than likely was, um, what's the word in English? My friend Sarah thinks that the bingo game is about trying to take control over heartbreak, trying to will it away. But the paradox, Sarah says, is that kissing involves other people, which automatically means you don't have control. In theory, I think my friend is right. But faith seems to have something that eludes a lot of us. Around this time, I realize that she's never mentioned anyone rejecting a kiss from her. Friends of mine, you know, when I'm telling them about this game in this like giddy, excited voice of mine, um, they're like rolling their eyes, like laughing and like, man, only you, Faith, only you could get away with doing this dumb thing. Um, which I don't think is true. I think plenty of people can get away with playing this dumb game. But, <laughs> you know, I think there is des- definitely an easier aspect. And it's part of um, the privilege that I have of being pretty, of looking the way that our society currently values uh, definitely puts me ahead of the game. But I-, I don't think that means that other people can't play this. And as if to prove her point, she starts recruiting other players. Right now, I'm sitting with two new friends, and I've just told them about um, Bounce Back Bingo. And Bounce Back. Yeah! And, um, and Bouncing Back. <laughs> We're very excited. <laughs> and Matthew was saying that he would be interested in maybe doing his own board. Totally, I'd love yes. to. Um, so what is it about the game that appeals to you? I think it's exciting to kind okay, of see, everything. Let's go you know, what you've done, what you haven't done, and it kind of gives you incentive to do different things. Totally. Oh, maybe I'll go on a date with this one guy who oh I my God, usually I usually wouldn't go on a date <laughs> with. Project something like, and like so crazy. <laughs> you know, for that reason alone, I'll you know go grab a drink, mm-hmm. see how it goes, and like, who knows? I may end up liking a guy like that. Yeah. Um. So, what is your relationship status right now? Very fucking single. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to find very them. fucking a single. boyfriend. <laughs> Hello. I love it. 22, Hello. gay, and single. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm definitely going to make a board for Matt. Think of stuff that you've maybe never tried and maybe want to, or something that'll like challenge yourself, oh my God. Okay. or something like that, and we'll talk and we'll figure it out. Here's what I'm starting to learn about Faith. She does not feel the need to ask permission. If she's having fun with something, she just does it. She just goes for it. And I'm starting to really admire her for this. I even ask her about how to have more presence in front of the microphone. She recommends pole dancing as a way to build up my confidence. You asked, um, is Valentine's Day still the deadline that you think that you can make um, or you think that you want to make? Um, And yes, I absolutely want to make it because I'm the most competitive person on earth. And just so you know, I'm two spots away in two different places, three spots away in a ton of places, and I am one spot away in two spots. I know I'm getting down to the wire, but I think I can make it happen. And, you know, who knows? I think I might want to go on to do blackout bingo. Bingo.
about love? Do you feel like talking about love? I'm sorry, I'm a bit in a hurry because I have to finish here. I have a meeting. Someone who met your ex, this is probably the cattiest one on the list and a teacher or a professor. I notice a shift in how Faith seems to be thinking about the game. At the beginning, she seemed to see it as a little bit of a social liability that might get in the way of her kissing people, so she wouldn't always tell them about it before she kissed them. But with time, it seems like she's growing more and more comfortable with the game and protecting it from experiences that could sully it. Like one guy she dated apparently got frustrated when she didn't want to go home with him. It's that feeling of entitlement. He felt like, well, I came out, I showed up at this bar, and I would like my reward. Like, I'm sure I bought, I bought some kind of drink for you or something, you know? It's not a transaction. I hate when, I hate when dating feels transactional like that. He's not on my board. There's nowhere to put him. I don't want him on my board. I don't want him anywhere near my game. What started out as a really offbeat idea is growing into a bigger and bigger part of Faith's life. She's still going for kisses of her own. She's helping friends make their own boards. And then there's this. You know, my writing partner, Laura, she and I are actually working on a pitch for this project to be like a, like a limited TV series. So this game might one day help her with her career. A friend of a friend. He was probably the best kiss that I've had so far uh, in terms of like technique. Cause he and I kiss in the same way. So it, it, you know, it, fit together very well if if you know what I mean like <laughs> you know there wasn't too much tongue there was like it was like the right amount of like lip pressure it was just it, it's how I kiss so it's like how I want to be kissed it's funny hearing Faith describe the quality of a kiss but it's also what makes me remember the fundamental basis of this game the power of the kiss the physical sensation of kissing someone for that first time. Anticipation that gives way, hopefully, to pleasure. Noses nosing, lips lipping, tongues tonguing, maybe bodies bodying. And that is all that exists right then. The kiss more than sex or anything like that has at least always been for me that first communication with someone else that says 
with no words. Like, okay, let's just breathe together and be content right now in this moment. Disregard everything else and just let our mouths do the focusing. For this reason, I tend to remember for a long time the first kiss I share with someone. Under the moon at French camp, on a cliff between dusk and dawn, sweaty as the lights come on after a school dance, a sunny afternoon. When you are young people, it's so so many things you have to try, you have to do, and you play. There's a dive bar here in Stockholm where people are sitting outside drinking beer. This woman has been sitting at a table all by herself, reading the newspaper and drinking a glass of rosé. She's wearing bright red lipstick that I can see from afar, and I ventured up to find out what she thinks of all this. I was a little more older. I was about 55 years. When what? When I kissed a people and I feel this is right. She makes a gesture, sweeping her hands across her chest and shoulders. So what was, th- what was it about that kiss? Maybe more? I remember this man very well. But he's not living today. She's wearing sunglasses, but they're pale enough that I see her eyes filling up with tears. I ask her if she thinks kisses should be meaningful. And in response, she says that prostitutes don't kiss. Because a kiss is so special. When you talk about this man who you had this wonderful kiss with, did you know that you felt this way about him before you had the kiss? Or was it only after the kiss that you realized there was something there? After. I thank her for letting me interrupt her solitude and go to shake her hand. But instead she takes my hand and clasps it and says it's cold and that I need a kiss from someone. A musician you have seen perform. So, one of my friends who is just in love with this game and was there when I kissed the magician and just thought it was hilarious, he and I and a couple other people went out to karaoke night and he got up and like, did just a wonderful rendition of I've Got Friends in Low Places. And he comes back to sit down and I like have I've got a picture of the board on my phone so I can tell people about it. And I just passed him my phone like zoomed up on the spot that says a musician that you've seen perform and I was like, does karaoke count? While Faith seeks out people who can fit the squares of her bingo board and builds up a collection of kisses and and the stories of how they happen. Maybe the rest of us are doing this in reverse, very gradually. We don't have bingo boards going into it. 
We first kiss someone, and then after the fact, if it's a memorable kiss, the story gets added to our collection, I guess. Maybe these stories create kind of personal bingo boards in our heads. I mean, not a bingo board where anyone's keeping score or setting out to get bingo or blackout bingo or whatever. A bingo board that doesn't have 25 squares. Maybe it only has a few or more. Or maybe a lot of the squares would represent kisses with the same person. Maybe your board is organized poetically or practically or by mood or quality of affection or place by significance. A wedding day kiss, an illicit kiss, a reassuring kiss. Or maybe it's just a haphazard assortment of details that the memory just goes rummaging around when it needs to. Just a collection that builds up over time. A kissing bingo board without competition or scoring. Do you have that? Do you remember our first kiss? Yes, of course. I'm remembering right now. I'm not I'm not describing it because I think it's enough for me to just recall it in my mind. Do you want me to describe it? Or? You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh how important was it for you? I don't know. I mean, I think it was... You don't think of it how important it is. You just do it. And maybe then you think, you know, about the consequences and what's coming next and, you know, what what it means and what it might bring or what it means for the other person. But I feel like, you know, at the very, at, at the very moment of the first kiss, you were just... You are not rational. Unless you have a bingo bingo board that you're working to check off. Yeah, exactly. Brett, oh my god, okay, so I've been waiting to record this all freaking day, um, and I've had no time, so it's gonna be super quick, and I'm sorry about that, but I have some super exciting news! Um, I'm getting bingo tonight! Woo! And other than that, my writing partner and I have two production companies interested in uh, meeting with us about our pitch. So we're still in the process of writing the pitch about the bingo show. But yay, there's so much interest and I'm going to get bingo uh, and under time and everything. Someone 6'4 or taller. Faith actually scores bingo. One column of her board is now entirely filled in, plus some stray squares that she had to mark off along the way. So by now she's kissed about 10 people and... If you'll remember, the whole point of this game was to try to find out how many people she needed to kiss to move on. I, uh, I, I, um, drunk texted my ex, <laughs> which is a thing that I've been trying super duper hard not to do because I was like, eh, like, don't do this. It's like sad and pathetic. Um, but I did it because I'm annoying. And after an agonizing couple of minutes, he called me and we talked things out and... 
You know, we actually left things in a really, really nice place. Um, you know, we, we talked about just like how he was just not in the right place to be in a relationship, which is one of the things that I had always guessed, but I'm, I'm so much more used to blaming everything on myself because of who I am as a person, because <laughs> I'm so self-important that it all has to be my fault. Um, but it was really nice being able to talk things out with him, and it was, it was nice hearing his side of the story a little bit. As much as I was mad at myself directly after sending that message, I'm very, very happy that I sent it, and I'm happy with the conversation that happened afterwards. Um, and it was kind of a perfect way for me to get bingo, because, like, I got bingo, and then I got answers to all these questions, and that's when I need like what I needed in my life. You know, I think I maybe told the story of us driving back um, from our first date in his car and he was telling me some kind of story and reached to get something from his back seat and just like looking down at his arm I got this overwhelming feeling of you know I could spend the rest of my life with this person like I could hold that hand for ever you know I could grow old with that arm <laughs> um, you know this meant a lot to me because I put a lot of weight into these gut feelings. Um, you know, it's the same feeling that I got, um, when I was three years old and I went on my first Broadway stage and I realized that I wanted to be an actress. You know, when I was going through my sad, we'll say depressive state, <laughs> uh, for lack of a better term, during all of this, I was largely frustrated because this kind of meant that my gut feeling had betrayed me. I now look back at this and realize that my gut feeling didn't betray me. I mean, all that gut feeling was telling me was that I was going to fall in love with this person or, you know, if given enough time, that's what would happen. And I knew I was going to fall swiftly and I was going to fall hard. And that's all my gut feeling was telling me. My gut feeling can't control what other people think. They can't control what other people feel. It can't control, it can't control the timing. That's okay. Um, you can't you own people. <laughs> no matter how much you love and you care about them, you can't, they're not yours. You know, they have their own thoughts, their own feelings. And you know, one day, it's going to line up with somebody else's, but unfortunately with this guy, it didn't, and that's okay. Throughout my life, I've been pretty concerned with what other people think of me. It's funny because the first time Faith talked about how this breakup had shaken her own faith in herself, how she'd felt her gut feeling had betrayed her, it sounded kind of naive to me. And because I've got more than a decade on her, in theory, I'm the one who's supposed to be wiser. But what she's saying this time really sinks in. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe it's the conviction in her voice. 
but something clicks. And ever since listening to this update, whenever I find myself feeling anxious or unsure. You know, rejection doesn't mean that my gut feeling was wrong. This goes through my brain like a little mantra. You know, this is kind of something that Laura and I have joked about for a really long time, and I don't think I ever would have done it if I hadn't run into you. I'm not heartbroken anymore. I'm not, I'm not hurting. I'm, I'm in a place where I can care about this person in a completely different way, and that feels freeing. And this game is definitely part of it. So I I don't know what that means for you, but like, hey, your assignment worked for me. (laughs) It worked. You, You cured my broken heart. And let's just hope no new hearts were broken in the process. Thanks for listening to the Assignment Bureau podcast, an independent project from me, Brett Oscarelli. If you're tickled by the game you heard about and care to try it yourself, there's a surprise. A spiffy kissing bingo board PDF on our website that you can print and use to play. That's at theassignmentbureau.org. Let us know how it goes. If you want to record updates as you play, like Faith did, and send them along, we might use them on a future show. Now, if you have a different challenge that you want to try to tackle on this show, find out how to participate on our website, theassignmentbureau.org. And finally, for the gratitude section of this show, Thanks first and foremost to Faith D'Amato for having enough faith in this idea to go along with it before it became real. Katrina Noehego did the sound design. The theme song was composed by Jacek Smolitski and performed by him and Michał Smolitski. Thanks also to Katrina, Jacek, Gustav Algrian, Kathy Tu, Linda Axelson, and Sora Vilius for lending their beautiful ears as this piece was in progress. Other music you heard was by Montplaisir, Lee Rosevier, Jason Shaw, and Drake Stafford. For details, see the show notes.